So today's daf is Shabbos daf Chavav. We are on Chav Hey and Mebez, four lines from the bottom. Tanya, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, I'm Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, Ain malikin b'tzari, you cannot light your candles for Shabbos with tzari, with balsam. Why? My timer, what's the reason? It has a good smell. Since it smells so good, the, the oil smells so good, you're going to take some from it to use as a perfume. Rashi explains, if you look in the Sefta's Beitza, it says, if, let's say you take some oil. Let's say you have an olive oil candle and you need some for your salad dressing. And on Yonta for Shabbos, you, well, you would take some oil from it. So there's an Isser of Mechabe, of extinguishing, even though it seems at that point it's not going out. So to my Choykes, does it mean that later on the oil is going to go out earlier? So perhaps it's Usser because of that. That's a discussion of Shabbos clocks and delays and Shabbos mode ovens. We could discuss that at a different time. That's a sugya and beitza. But either way, the halacha is clearly if you remove some oil, some fuel from the actual candle, halacha is there's an isra of machabah. So we're afraid in this case that this oil smells so good that you're going to take some and use it as a perfume or cologne on Shabbos, and therefore you cannot light these candles for Shabbos. Amalei Abaya, Abaya says to him, now on Chavavim and Aleph, Lema Mar Mibneshehu Af, why don't you say the reason, the primary reason why you cannot use this sari is because it's off. Off means it floats. It floats. What does that mean? So Rashi explains the fumes will float up, and the and the uh, it's flammable, and therefore it's dangerous. And because it's so dangerous, people are are going to be concerned, and they might get nervous and Shabbos and take away some of the fuel to make sure the fire doesn't uh, doesn't catch on to, uh, anywhere else. So he's asking, why well, are you concerned about the perfume? Why are you not worried for the sakana? So the Gemara says, He's telling me one plus. Number one, you shouldn't use it because it's dangerous. And another reason is, There's a gzera that you're going to use it for your cologne. And so it's two reasons why we should not use, sorry, you should not use this balsam as your candles for Shabbos. Okay, now on the same topic of using tsari, that how flammable it is, how it, the, the fumes float, the Gemara calls it. So, there was a certain shigar, a mother-in-law, that she did not like her daughter-in-law. So, she told her, go, you know, use this great perfume, use this aparsima, this balsam perfume. So, and, and so, she's a good daughter-in-law, she listens, azla, ikshit, she, uh, she did this, uh, uh, you know, she put on all this oil. Ki asas, when she came, Amala, so the shvigar tells her, the mother-in-law tells her, Zil isli shraga, go light a candle for me. Light a cigarette for me. So Azla, Asla, shraga, she brings her a candle. And unfortunately, in Banura Vachalta, she became totally consumed with fire and she died. That was the, the shvigar story in Shas. Not a lovely story, but the point is that this sorry, this, this aparsima, this balsam, is flammable and don't use it for your Shabbos candles. Next, now once we mention this, uh, this balsam, we'll mention another pasuk. The pasuk in Yirmiya says, Umidaloi sa'aretz hishir nevuzaradin. So from the poor people in the, in the land, nevuzaradin, who was the executioner for Nebuchadnezzar during Chorban Bayes Rishon. So he was Rav Tabach, and he was the leader of the, of the slaughterers. He murdered millions of people, and he ended up becoming a, becoming a Jew. So we'll, we'll see that Gemara later on. So the Karmim Veligvim. He left, you know, hanging around these Karmim and Ligvim. What does this mean? So the Gemara says, and it can't mean he just left people 
to uh, that ran, you know, the, the the grapes in the street, which is a kerem. That doesn't. It, it can't be what it means. He would just he would have killed them also. So what did he leave around? So the Gemara says, Karmim Tani Rav Yosef Elu These were those that would harvest the aparsimon, the balsam, mein gedi v'ad ramasa from between Ein Gedi and until Ramasa and Yoigvim, this is a very important Gemara, who is the Yoigvim Elut Sayyadeh Chilazan? These were those that would trap the Chilazan, so they knew how to trap the the uh, snails. And where was this located? Me Salama Shal from the ladder of Tsur, which is Tyre, Va'an Haifa until Haifa. So that's the place where they uh, harvested or they uh, caught the Chilazan. And it was such an important dye in the world and they needed it to, they needed the industry to keep going. So they had a stimulus package. Even though Nebuzaradan killed everyone else, he left this industry alone because that was very important. Now, why is it such an important sugya? Because when we discuss which, you know, what fish or what snail is the, is the correct kilazain, the best place to look is in Shas. And in Shas, it tells us that where are you going to find it? You're going to find it from Isalamois Shaltzor at Haifa, in between Tyre and Haifa, and that is precisely where the history books tell us where the the Chilazan, where the purple is called the uh, the Murex trunculus was harvested. It was considered a very very important dye, and even amongst the non-Jews, it was it was a royalty, and therefore during the Gullus, during uh, at least during Nebuchadnezzar's time of Uzzarat, and they still kept the industry going, even though. They were trying to murder all the Jews. They needed this chilazan. So the Murex trunculus was the, uh, was the chilazan that they were talking about. And there are many, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, archaeological digs that find millions of empty shells from the Murex trunculus. And that's one of the proofs. If you look at this book, there's a book called uh, Levusha Arain. It's a very important, probably the most important book on the chilazan. So it goes through this at length, a few pages on this Gemara, that that is probably the biggest proof to the Murex trunculus being the Chilazan. We'll keep going, but it's just a very, uh, uh, sorry, couldn't, couldn't uh, hold myself back. Next, Tanu Rabbanan. Eimalikin betevel tame bechol. One should not use tevel, that's tame, meaning you have tevel oil that is tame, which means you did not give trumas and maesters from this oil. Bechol, you cannot use it even during the weekday. Forget about Shabbos. You cannot use it for candlelight. Ve'in sarach leim rabbi Shabbos, and of course you cannot use it on Shabbos. Kayotzibai in a similar way. Ein malikin beneft. Lavan bechol, you can't use this white neft during the week. Ve'in sarach leim rabbi Shabbos. And for sure, you cannot use it on Shabbos. The Gemara is going to go through this one at a time. Bishleimah neft lavan. I understand why you cannot use this white colored neft. Mipnei off because it floats, the fumes, it's flammable, it's going to burn down the house. Avu tevel, tamay, my time. what's wrong with using tevel, that is tamay? And the havamina is that even that even though there's an iser hanan, tevel, I'm not really having hanan, I'm not enjoying it, I'm, I'm burning it. So maybe it should be mutter, so I'm akra. So we saw this in yesterday's daft, the Pasuk tells us by truma, it says, and there's two types of truma we said, the Torah is telling us that there are two uh, different types of truma. Achas truma taira, one is called tahar truma, va'achas truma tamea, and one is called tame truma. So ma truma tahira in the chaba ela mishas haram of elach. The same way by truma tahira, who could have hana? The kain has hana only from the time of haram of elach when you separate truma, but he can't enjoy tevel. So av truma tamea. Even by truma tamea in the chaba, there's no hetter to burn it. Even for a kain, ela mishas haram of elach. 
only from the time that it separated as Shuma and on. So when someone gave the Kayin Shuma and it became Tame, so then he's allowed to use it for candle. However, Tevel, even a Kayin, cannot eat Tevel, and therefore you cannot burn, you cannot use Tevel that's Tame during the week. So that's the small sugi we have here regarding Tevel Tame. Okay, so Gufa. We said we saw before of Shimon Allah's Aimer in Malikin Bitsari. You cannot use sorry, this balsam, and we had a few reasons, either because it's flammable or because it smells so good, you're gonna take away so you're gonna take away some of the oil. That's the reason why you cannot use it. Rab Shimon Allah said the similar in a similar way. Sorry, Aina Elosraf. If you say Pita Maktaras, this uh, these words sound familiar. That sorry is srof, is the sap of Meatsi Hakataf of the Kataf tree. We saw this before. And since it's similar to Zephes, if you look at Rashi, Rashi explains the problem is it looks like it's similar to Zephes. And Zephes is one of the items in the Mishnah by Memad Likin that you cannot use because it doesn't light well. So it's like a light plug. Once I cannot use Zephes, I cannot use anything that looks like Zephes. What looks like Zephes? Sari, which is the Sraf, Me'atziak Taf, that we say in Davening, right? In, in Pita Maktairas. So that's why I cannot use it. So you have three reasons why you cannot use sorry. One of them is because it smells so good, you're gonna take some for your cologne. Number two is it's dangerous. And number three is it's similar to to uh, to Zephes, and Zephes is in the Mishnah, and that's the third reason why you cannot use it. A different halacha, call you in my leaking boy. Anything that comes from a fruit, from a tree, in my leaking boy, you cannot use it for Paris. Rabbi Shmuel, um, yeah, Rabbi Shmuel ben Pri. You can only use something that came from a fruit, let's say olive oil or some other type of oil, but you cannot use, let's say, fish oil. You couldn't be, couldn't use only things that come from fruit. Okay. You only have one option. Your one option is olive oil. There's nothing else you could use. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Yechem Menuri al-Raglava Amar. So Rabbi Yechem Menuri stood up on his feet and he said, Mayasu anshi bavel she'in lahem. What, what is everybody going to do? People in Babel don't have olive oil. All they have is elashem and shumshemin. All they have is sesame seeds or sesame oil. Mayasu anshi madai, the people of madai, what are they going to do? She'in lahem elashem and egoizim. They have this walnut oil, but they don't have olive oil. Umayasu Anchi Alessandria, Shainham, Elishem, and Sinainas, they have these radish oil, but they don't have the olive oil. So what are they going to do? If you're gonna say the halacha is that Shemin Zayas Bovad, everyone's going to be stuck. Umayasu Anchi Kaputkiya, which is a famous uh, town in the in the Gemara, Shainlahem Lakah, the Lakah, they don't have olive oil, they don't have any types of oil, all they have is Ella Naft. They have this naft, which is some type of kerosene, something, that's all they have for their uh, for Shabbos candles. So, Ella, Ein Lecha, Ella Masha, Asru Chachamim, Ein Malikin. Whatever the Chacham said in the Mishnah, that we cannot light. But everything else will be fine. Ve Malikin Meshem and Dagin, and you're allowed to use fish oil, even though it's similar to, let's say, Chaylev, let's say beef tallow, still you're allowed to use it, and it could also use the Itron, you could also use Itron, even though it comes out uh, from Zephes. Still, if you use itron, meaning the bean makel, that the only things you cannot use is what is explicit in the Mishnah. Anything that was added later on, that we do, we do not pass like that because we can't. There's going to be a town that needs one of these things to, to you know to use as shaman, and therefore whatever's in the Mishnah don't use, but everything else will be fine. Rav Shimon Shazuri Amar Malikim Shemen Pakuais Ubenaved. You could use this shaman of Pakuais. We had this in the Mishnah. Uh, 
Veshemen Pakuois. So if you look in the Mishnah on Chavdal and Beis, that was some type of a melon, shemen, some type of gourd, pumpkin juice, something that was used as a as as candlelight. So Shimon Shanzuri says you could use pakuis or banaf, but nothing else. So limited to two options. Sumchasaymer kolayotzim and abasar, anything that comes out of meat, let's say beef tallow, ain't my leekin boy, you cannot use it. Elabashemen dugim. Except for dugim, fish. Even though fish, you could say, is similar to meat, that it's a it's a uh, a live animal. And the, uh, the fat of the fish, still you can use fish oil, but you cannot use beef oil. So the Gemara says, Sumchas Hainu Tanakama isn't the same thing as a Tanakama. The Tanakama says, you could be Malik Peshem and Dagim, and comes along Sumchas, and he says, you could use Shem and Dagim, so it's the same thing. So it could be Nayu, what's the difference? So for the third time, we're mentioning this already, it's to Rav Broina Marav. It's the same sheet of Rav Broina Marav that Rav Broina Marav had, had the Shiloh. Now let's say, in general, let's say I add a little bit of oil to my non-good oil. So I have one of these oils in the Mishnah, which we said was not good. And now I add a little bit of olive oil. Did I kosher my oil, right? A little bit of olive oil, maybe now everything is going to light well. So we paskin, no, you can't because people are going to confuse it. And the next week, they're just going to use the bad oil. The question was, Rav Breno Marav asked, what if I have an oil that really is good? For example, I have melted beef tallow. So that should be fine. It's going to light well. The problem with beef tallow is that if it's not melted, if it's in a solid state, then you can't use it. It's not going to light well. So the reason why I can't use the melted beef tallow is because of the solid, you know, beef tallow. But let's say I have melted beef tallow and I also add olive oil, would that work? So that is the machlekes. Rabbeinu Marav said yes, and this is the machlekes again between Sumchas and the Tanakama. And as we said in the last Gemara, Veloimisayimi, and we don't know which one held what, but that would be the difference between Sumchas and the Tanakama. Okay. So, right. Um, Right. It's a great question. We, we see all the time that it's not like that. For example, coming up next week, what's on your Pesach menu? So there's a minog, not to eat roasted meat on the night of the Seder. All the pies can say you could have your grilled uh, tuna. You could have seared tuna on the night of the Seder. No problem. It's only meat and chicken. Dagim is not considered. It's a tremendous chiddush. The, 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 the Mepharshan pointed out, very good shragi, that it's a funny way of saying it. If it would have said, anything that comes out of a living being, okay, that makes sense. But since when is fish like meat? Awesome question. I didn't look at the answers, but I know they definitely uh, discussed this. Very, very good question. Okay, so now we're going to move on to Tum of Tahara. Again, once again. So again, yeah, sorry, yeah, go for it. As in meat, right? You're you're the French between meat. Interesting. Right. Could be Adam. I think I think you're correct. I'm not sure if you're correct, but I think that's a good point. That that maybe over here it's saying something that's melted from flesh, as opposed to 
calling it Basar. It's interesting. It's definitely a good point why exactly it calls it Basar. If it would have said Chai, I would have been much happier, but it says Basar, and that confuses everyone. Okay, so we'll leave it. Write it down. Yeah. In general, we don't say we don't say fish and meat are similar. We say chicken and meat are similar. Oh, you're saying the final product, the shaman, right? It, at the end of the day, it's a lipid. Okay, but the truth is, palm oil. I'm, I'm, okay, here go get, get into the food industry. You know, palm oil could have the same chemical makeup as lard. So you know, now people are worried about their cholesterol and all that stuff. So they don't use lard as, as often, but they use palm oil. So palm oil is not a not, not I'm not a busser. So you tell me a chiddush that I have, I'm able to use palm oil. It sounds like kolyotzer Sounds like it's meat, right? Not fish. Okay, could be good points that you know it's still a live being. Maybe the product is the same. Either way, the mafarshim pick up on this and they are bothered by it and we'll move on. Good point. Okay, next now we get on to tumah So in seder taharis is uh, is very long. There's many many mishnayos. There's only one masechta on bavli on on uh, seder taharis. That's masechta nida. But there are many, many Mishnayas in, in Seder Taharas. So it's sprinkled throughout Shas, and we, we touch upon another Sugya of Taharas once again. So Tanya, and this is discussing the, the concept of the Gadim, of clothing becoming Tame. So Tanya, Rav Shimon Allah's Aymer, anything that comes from the, the ground, basically, Ein boy Mishum Shalesh al doesn't have the din of Tuma, of Shalesh al What does that mean? So there's two ways of learning this Gemara we're going to see as, as, we, as we go through the Sugya. So let's assume right now we're saying there's no din of, uh, of Kabbalah's Tumah. There's no Tumah on things that grow from the ground. What grows from the ground? Cotton, um, hemp, you can make different uh, clothing out of that. that. That grows from the ground. Linen also, but we're going to say that Chutzmi Pishtan. Linen also grows from the ground. So things that grow from the ground, according to Rav Shimon and Lazar, they do not have either, they never Makabal Tumah, or... They don't have this din of shalash al shalash. What does that mean? So we're going to see that whenever we talk about things being makabal tumma, let's say a keli. So a keli has to have a certain shear to be called a keli. Let's say you have a keli that's less than, that cannot hold a revias, or it's a, it's, it's a garbage keli. So we're going to you'll learn Mishnayis, 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 it seems like that cannot be makabal tumma. That's not called a keli. So what's the minimum shear for a beggar? Let's say a small little washcloth. Is that makabal tumma? Or we say no, that's not considered. It's insignificant. It's not called a baget. So in how in hilchas tumma, it's shalish al shalish. Three fingers by three fingers. That's considered a baget, and it's and it's makabal tumma. You have similar discussion by muksa. If that's considered muksa, uh, anything less than that because there's no use for it. So we'll see that later on in the sefer shabbos. So tani rab shimon alaz aimer kol hayotim and eight anything that grows from the ground. There's no din of Kabbalah's Tumah if it's you know three by three at Zbais, and you could use it as schach, anything that grows from the ground, your typical bamboo. Except for Pishtun linen, you cannot use linen for your schach, and it is Makabotoma, even three fingers by three fingers, a small amount, linen will be Makabotoma. So that is Rav Shimon Lazar Shita. Um, Rabbiya, so Abaya says, Rav Shimon Alazar, the Tana Debe Rabbi Shmuel, Amru Davarachas. So Rav Shimon Alazar and the Tana Debe Rabbi Shmuel, which is the Sheet of Rabbi Shmuel, say the same thing. Amru Davarachas. They hold the same. So Rabbi Shimon Alazar had the Arman. We just said it. We just said that anything that comes from a tree is not Makabotumah. 
What's the Tana Debe Rabbi Yishmael? Where's this Tana Debe Rabbi Yishmael? So the Tana Debe Rabbi Yishmael, we learned, it says, The Torah tells us begadim. In many places throughout Torah, it tells you the word beged. And one of these places, when it comes to negaim, when it comes to a nega, when it comes to tsaras, the Torah tells us, Samaru Pishim, as the Pasik says, Vahabeget kiyya boy neged saras, bebeget semer oi bebeget pishtam. Okay? Pishtim. So there's one time in the Torah where it tells us beget and it tells us semer and it tells us pishtim. So what do you see from here? This is called a binyan av, where the Torah is telling me that the definition of beget is semer upishtim. Mala halam, the same by saras, it means semer upishtim. Av kol semer upishtim. All things are included in Semer or Pishtim. So Semer is wool, Pishtim is linen. Anytime the Torah tells me Beged, it means wool and linen. And that excludes everything else, cotton and silk and all these other things. Now, by the way, before we get back to this Gemara, we mentioned this the other day, this Shita of Rabbi Shmuel is the parallel Shita in the Gemara Menachos regarding uh, a talus to put tzitzis on. According to Rabbi Shmuel, you only chayev midaraisa on a wool or linen beged. Let's say you have a cotton beged. According to Rabbi Shmuel, you're not chayiv midaraisa. Midarabanan, you would be chayiv to put on a, 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 a cotton beged. The Shulchan Aruch paskins like Rabbi Shmuel, and therefore the Svaradim will, almost all of them, will specifically wear a wool talus cotton to be yaitza, the sheet of Rabbi Shmuel. However, there's a machlaikes. The Ramah paskins that no, even on shar mine begadim, even on, on cotton, that's your classic, you go to your Judaica store, they sell cotton tzitzis, according to the Ramah, Min of Ashkenaz, no problem, you are Yaitzi, you are of wearing tzitzis, okay? And those that want to be machmer like both, and they will put on a wool, a wool tzitzis as well. Yeah, because it's a mitzvah drabanan. So it goes back to a few from ago. We make brachas Hanukkah, right? You make a bracha on a mitzvah drabanan. Everyone agrees you're chayat. There's a machlekes, we'll get to today, we'll get to menachas, about, you know, uh, synthetic stuff. You have your uh, polyester, you know, those undershirt type of tzitzis, all that stuff. So, okay, we spoke about it at different times, but that's a different sugya. Fine. So according to, so how does this have to do with this? So Abai is saying the same way when Rabbi Tanadabe Rabbi Shmuel says, the only time we are chayev in, in a, in, in, I'm sorry, the only time that, the only materials that are included in Begin is Tamar Pishtim, so too by Tumav Tahara. Oh, the only thing that's included in Tumah Batahara is Samar Rupishtim, and therefore linen, which is the flax, is Makabal Tumah. But cotton and hemp, all these things that grow from the ground, would not be Makabal Tumah. So Abayah is saying it's the same shita. Rabbi Shimon Alazar is the same shita as Tana Debei Rabbi Yishmael. That is Abayah's opinion. Rava Amar, no. That's Napshat. Shleisha al Shleisha, Bishar Begadim Ikebinayu. You could, I could tell you that there's a difference between the opinion of Rav Shimon Elazar and Rabbi Shmuel. What would be the difference? Shloisha al shloisha. Now, shloisha al shloisha is different than shalosh al shalosh. So shalosh is lashon nekeva. So that's how you remember. It's shalosh etzbois, three fingers. Etzbois is also lashon nekeva. Three fingers by three fingers. That's shalosh al shalosh. Shloisha al shloisha is three tfachim. Tfachim is lashon zachar. So that's shloisha. So shloisha shloish is three fingers. Shloisha shloisha is three tfachim. Now three tfachim by three tfachim is twelve by twelve. You know, imagine I don't know, people are cooking now a nine by thirteen pan. That's about the size of 
Shlesha al Shlesha. That's three Tvachim by three Tvachim. Shalosh al Shalosh is the size of, uh, I don't know, a tissue, or less, much less. It's the size of, of I don't know, something very small. Three, three fingers by three fingers. So, Rabbi says, perhaps the Machlikas would be, when it comes to other, these other materials, cotton and hemp and these other materials, the Machlikas would be by three by three Tvachim. You have a very, you have, a, you have the size of a towel, and the Machlikas would be by that. The Rabbi Shimon Elazar is slave. Rabbi Shimon Elazar, maybe he holds that there is Tumah on three by three. Why? Because what did he say? He should have told me, according to Rabbi Shimon Elazar, he should have said, Kalayotzim and Aids, in by Mishum Tumah. Look back on Chafav Amidalev. Bottom line, Kalayotzim and Aids, in by Mishum, Shalosh al Shalosh. There's no din of Tumah, Shalosh al Shalosh, which is three fingers by three fingers. But maybe he would hold that there is Tumah by Shlosha al Shlosha. When it's so big, it's the size of a towel, an arm by 13 pan, there would be Tumah by Shlosha al Shlosha, right? Otherwise, if he argued, he should have said, there's no Tumah at all when it comes to Shar Mine, uh, you know, Shar Mine Begadim. However, the Tana Debe Rabbi Shmuel said, the Torah tells me Beged, Samaru Pishtim, and that's it. Everything else is not called Beged. Very clear. It doesn't make three by three, three Tvachim by three Tvachim, doesn't make a difference. So there would be a, so Abayah is saying it's the same Shita, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shimon Elazar, comes along Rava, no, maybe the, the Machlekes would be by three Tvachim, uh, by three by three Tvachim. To Rabbi Shimon Elazar Islay, well, the Tanah Debe Rabbi Shmuel, lest they, according to the Tanah Debe Rabbi Shmuel, maybe there would not be a, no, according to the Tanah Debe Rabbi Shmuel, there for sure would not be a, a Tumah here because he holds it Shah Begadim, the Torah tells me Beged, Beged is Tanah Rabbi but according to Rabbi Shimon Ben Elazar, perhaps there would be Tumah on the higher size. The bigger size would be Tameh. Now, the Kuli Alma Mihas, at the end of the day, everyone agrees that Shalosh al Shalosh Upishtim Metamim Benagam. Everyone agrees because the Torah tells me. The Torah clearly says, that this Tsaras and this Beged, the Beged Semer, Abi Beged Pishtim. There's going to be some, there's always going to be Tuma on Beged. Now, what's the minimum shear? It seems like everyone agrees that Shalosh al Shalosh, that three fingers by three fingers, Shalosh at Spice, three fingers by three fingers, is Tameh. Minalan, where do you know this from? What's the source for this concept of three by three fingers? So the Gemara says like this: The Tani looked in a b'isa. The Torah tells me beged tells me a beged kia by neged saras. So it tells me clothing. Ainly I love beged. Maybe it means something that you would purchase as a beged, a suit, a jacket, a shirt, an undershirt, something that's sizable as a beged. Shalosh al shalosh, have three fingers by three fingers. That means the beged got worn out, worn out, and there's, there's only a little piece left. Uh, Minayin, how do I know that it's also included in Tumah? Comes the Gemara, the Gemara says, well, the Torah should have said Beged, but the Torah says Veha Beged. It says Veha Beged, the extra word Veha, the extra letters, that tells me it's including something. So the Gemara says, Ve'ema the Rabbis, Shloisha al Shloisha. Maybe it's only coming to include when it's at least the size of three Tfachim, Shloisha, again, Lush and Zachar, not Shalosh, Shloisha, three Tfachim by three Tfachim, that that's the minimum size. Who told me three by three fingers? So the Gemara says, no, Lav Kavachimer. Who it's it's a kavachimer hashda we know that shesiva arev which is the the woof and the warp the the when when you're weaving things metame we know that it's metame begadim it says beferish in the pasuk it says oibish si oiba arev so it clearly says that the that the uh, the weaving the threads itself could become tame so shloisha mi boy if you tell me threads could become tame before it's even a full baggage. So you're telling me that something the size of a towel, a hand towel, 
three tvachim and three tvachim could become tamay. Of course, it become it could become tamay. So I wouldn't need a pasuk of vihabega to teach me shloisha al shloisha. So it must be teaching me something smaller than I would think is not tamay. So the Gemara says yihachi shloish al shloish nami leisi bekavachimer. Why don't we say the same thing that? Think about it, a thread is so thin, it's also not three fingers by three fingers. You're right, I, I, don't, need a, I don't need a big chiddush tummy that the hand towel is not tummy. But what about a washcloth or something even smaller, three fingers by three fingers? Well, the Torah says, which means just a simple thread could become tummy. So I also have a kavu chaymer. Ella, the Gemara says like this. Where do we get these sizes from? Shloisha, shloisha, three tvachamai, three tvachamai, hand towel, the chazu bin lashim bin lanim. Even a wealthy person would use it. So, it's still considered a baguette. What would they use it for? They use it to, to, as a shmata. So, asi bakavacharma. That, I, I know for sure, is tame. How do I know that? The Pasuk says, So then, that must include a towel. However, shalosh al shalosh, three fingers by three fingers, la'anim hudachaz, and only a poor person would still use it. Everyone else would toss it, they would throw it in the garbage once it gets worn out, and it's only three tvachim, three three fingers by three fingers. So I would say, no, don't bring the kabuchimer. Everybody uses shesivarev, the the threads. They'll use it to make something. It's worthwhile. No one throws it in the garbage. It's part of the process. However, three fingers by three fingers, that's garbage. So I wouldn't know that from the kabuchimer. So therefore I needed the pasik of viha baged to include even three fingers by three fingers. So the Gemara says, Tama, Taima de Kisve Kra. I only know it because the Torah tells me. I like Kisve Kra. If the Torah wouldn't have written, Veha Beged, Loi Garmina Bekavachimer. I would not have had a Kavachimer and I would not have known that three by three fingers would be a problem. Okay, so that's the Gemara was on a, a mission to figure out how we know that three by three fingers is a problem. And we learned it out from Veha Beged. Veha Beged is coming to tell me something that not everybody uses. It's not the Shesi of Arev. It's not going to be three Tvachim or three Tvachim. It's something small. And Chazal tells us what is the smallest thing that even an Ani would keep and he wouldn't throw out. So that would be uh, a um, three fingers by three fingers. So the Gemara says, Ve'ema. Now, why don't we say the other, the other way? Ve'ha beged is coming to include the rabbis. Shloisha, shloisha, b'sha'abagadim. Maybe it's coming to include sha'abagadim, the other types of begadim, that they too are tame from the bigger shear. Meaning, the Torah tells me that a beged is tame. Okay? And let's, let's assume I turn into bigger bishmo. Beged means wool or linen. That's what beged means. Now the Torah says a few extra words. Veha beged. So beged means wool and linen. I know that. What does veha beged mean? It's coming to include something. I have two options. Maybe it's coming to include this din of less, you know, three fingers. Three fingers is small little nothing. Why do you have to go there? I have an easier option. Veha beged is telling me that when I have a beged that's sizable, it's a towel, even shar, mine begotim, even katin, should also be included. Maybe the veha beged is coming to include other types of clothing. So the Gemara says, you can't do that. Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, beged semru pishtim. It says, clearly in, the, in that same Pasuk says, beged is defined by semru pishtim. So don't tell me, veha beged is coming to include, include more things. It can't be. That Pasuk says, semru pishtim. Beged, samro, pishtim, in, only wool or linen, media, chrini, loy. So that it cannot be coming to include other types of begotten. So the Gemara says, Ve'ema ki imot, mishalosh al shalosh. 
Maybe when the Torah tells me the Habeged is telling me that we're Mamait Mishalosh Al Shalosh, meaning three fingers by three fingers, only wool or linen would be Tame, but Shar Mine Begadim, the other types of, you know, your cotton could still be Tame, Alvo Shlosh Al Shloshim Tame. Maybe when the Torah says the Habeged Semra Pishtim, that's telling me that the most inclusive Tama would be wool and linen, even. When it's three fingers by three fingers will become tame. I, the Torah says, Vihab Beged. Maybe Vihab Beged is coming to teach me that Sharmin and Begadim, the other types, the cotton, that's only tame when it's three tvachim by three tvachim. It's not the same level as wool and linen. Maybe there's two different things. Wool and linen are tame, three by three, three, three fingers by three fingers, and cotton would be tame only if it's three tvachim by three tvachim. And that would be your, you know, the rav, you call your rav. I, uh, I touched, you know, uh, my, my, my shirt or something fell on a frog, a sheret. Is it tame? So, so the rubs going to ask you two questions. How big is it? Is it three fingers by three fingers? And even if it's three fingers by three fingers, is it linen or wool? Or is it shamine begadim? That's what the, that's the Gemara wants us to do. So the ima ki imot mishalosh shalosh. Maybe when we were mamait shamine begadim from the habeged, because it says samra pishin, that's only from the classic, uh, expanded Toma of even Mishalosh Al-Shalosh. Avo Shloisha Al-Shalosh, maybe the bigger share of Shloisha Al-Shalosha, Mitame, maybe even Shah Begadim would be Tame. So the Gemara said, no, you cannot do that. Because Trey Meutek CV, it says twice, Emiyot. It says, Beget Semer, Oi Beget Pishtim. It says twice, Beget Semer, Oi Beget Pishtim. So from the fact that the Torah uses Beget twice, it should have said, Beget Semer, Oi Pishtim. Why does it say, Bebeget Semer, Oi Bebeget Pishtim? It must be, it's telling me, One is coming to exclude that they're not tummy from the minimum share of three fingers by three fingers. And now if you're going to tummy, so maybe they're tummy if they have a bigger share of three tvachim by three tvachim. Also, no, also one is coming to exclude and therefore we paskin based on this Gemara that according to the tongue of the Be'er Bishmol, is not, never tummy, whether it's three by three, or three tvachim by three tvachim. Okay, that is the end of today's da'am. So, shkoyach. Uh,